0: Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and this month we are discussing a topic that is incredibly significant to the future of our children, the impact social media is having on our culture. Here with me to discuss this topic all month long is my 21-year-old son, Daniel Doble. Welcome, son.
1: Hello, how, how are we doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the scripture for this episode is taken from Colossians 1 verses 9 through 10. It says that, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God.
0: What a beautiful prayer that is by the Apostle Paul, that the believers would be filled with knowing God's will and having great spiritual insight and understanding. This would help them to be godly and to walk with God and to bear fruit in our lives. But today we see people's minds filled to overflowing with worldly knowledge, inundated with it. Social media and the internet have changed our world in profound ways, some good ways, and we're not going to all be Debbie Downer on this, but we want to expose those places that maybe we haven't had social media in the right place in our lives. I still remember in 2008 when a friend told me to get on Facebook. At first, it seemed fun, and and there are some benefits for sure with social media, and so we're not going to legalistically say you cannot go on social media, but there are also some downsides to it that are impacting the next generation in incredible ways. Coinciding with the onset of social media is the accessibility of social media through smartphones. We want to open our eyes wide open to the effect social media is having on us, and I thought it would be helpful to have different generations speak into this topic. Okay, so today we're going to tackle the fruit of social media. In other words, how social media is impacting our lives. First, the positive fruit is that we can reach this world around us with the gospel. We can connect with people we haven't connected with in years. So, like all technology, it can be a good thing. But today, we're going to focus on the fruit that social media is bearing in our lives that is not so good and what it is doing to the generation coming up and also to the older generation to an extent and what we can do about it. Daniel, can you share about your experience with social media and what fruit you saw bearing in your life?
1: Yeah. Like, um, you want to go super old school, like Vine? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean... um, I, I like talking about social media because uh, I, I've been in uh, some situations where I've got to actually experience what it is, what happens to you as an individual, the effects it can have on someone when you actually do achieve success uh, or uh, you know, a measure of success on social media. Um, so for me, I guess six years ago, I was on the Vine app and uh, over a couple of years, I had about 85,000 followers and um, 32 million views on the videos. And uh, with that, uh, there, there came a lot, a lot of things that came with that outside of the numbers. Um, but specifically for th- this sort of question right here, um, the fruit of it, on, on the positive side, there were, there were a lot of people who, uh, who found me who were hurting. And uh, what's cool is when, when people come to you uh, and uh, they, they come to you out of that hurt, they already, they're open. They're already open to anything you can share. They're desperate. So um, it was, I found that I was able to share the gospel with a, a handful of people, most of them actually suicidal. Um, I had got a couple of people reach out to me and say, hey, I uh, was uh, planning on killing myself. And then I found your videos. And I laughed for the first time in a while. And um, no, for, so for me, uh, I realized right off the bat, okay, this is a lot bigger than me. It's a lot bigger than any number. But um it's about people. So I mean that, that was some of the positive fruit I saw in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um but there there was definitely some some negative that that came with it. And I would honestly say mostly negative. Um and so for me, I, I think social media is just I don't know. It's it's funny saying this because I'm I'm young, but I absolutely hate social media and I'm probably <laughs> one of my only friends that does. I cannot stand it. I think if you want to get sad, Instagram is a great way. Hop on, log in. and It'll get you sad really quick. Um, you'll start comparing to people. You'll feel insecure. Um, if if you want to feel incontent with your life, log into social media. See how many people are getting more likes than you. See how many people have more friends and more followers. Um, it's just a massive comparison game. And yeah, you can rise above it and say, oh, I'm not going to look at that stuff. But it's also like when Lot's wife, um, looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah, it's like, you don't even need to be anywhere near it. Um, in my opinion, you, you can, you can say, oh, it doesn't affect me. But then also in my opinion, it, it also, it, nobody should be putting themselves in that situation. It's just so unhealthy.
0: Right. And, and to be clear, I mean, so insecurity is what we're talking about there. I think that that's the aspect of where we use social media like as as almost like um we need to be affirmed we're going to social media for that and we need to have that in our own you know be secure in who we are in Christ. You know another thing that I saw was time, the fruit number 2. It sucks the life out of you. Robs you of time. People live for the interactions that they, that they can have on their phones. Um I know this has been something I've had to watch, okay, older generation where you're trying to be so productive and so okay, I'm going to go on now, I'm going to do this. But you don't realize time can just evaporate while you're scrolling, and let me go check this and check that and so there there needs to be and this will be in the next episode some parameters to help guide us so that our time is used well,
1: yeah no absolutely the the amount of time that just is absolutely stolen from you um and
0: hmm.
1: so something that really sort of uh woke me up to this idea is as I'm my uh, four-year degree from college is in social media marketing and you learn that these these softwares these these platforms are literally built to keep you on as long as possible mm. like when you when you click an Instagram story it doesn't stop when that person's story is up it without asking you goes ahead and plays these stories of every follower every person that you're following um, until you stop it. So, if you don't stop it, it'll, pl- it'll play through every single story that anyone you know has posted um, when you just click one person's story. So, there's a bunch of algorithms and things to keep you on there as long as possible. And it's, uh, it, it's sad. It'll, this generation is going to spend uh, years and years of their lives looking down at their phone.
0: Mm. Wow. When you said that, and it's like it's creating that dependency and creating that addictive behavior. I mean, that's just wow.
1: I think the issue too with how how much time you're spending on your phone is um so our our brains aren't meant for this. When when you have social interaction with people, your brain releases chemicals, like happy chemicals, to encourage you to continue doing that. You get dopamine and and saying, Hey, you should be doing this. This is good, because you know, God made us for a community. Um, but then social media and the reason it's so addictive is because it also gives you some of those happy chemicals and your brain in in some way replaces it. So then social media can actually become this, this thing in your life that's encouraging you to be antisocial because you're now getting the same or or similar chemical releases in your brain for opening up an app on your phone as you were previously getting coffee with a friend. Um, and that's why it can be so addictive and dangerous.
0: Wow. You know, I just, I love what you are sharing here. And I have to tell you, even though as an older generation now, I have to classify myself as, you mm-hmm. know, when you talk about looking at the stories and, oh, there's another story. Well, I don't even still, I don't have the stories even figured out yet.
1: <laughs> so, Good.
0: Keep it that way. <laughs> keep it that way. Yeah. But it, it? it might look different for the older generation too. You know, now, honestly, I don't, really specifically go and click on anyone's timeline, just because I'm slammed busy with my jobs. Mm-hmm. But you go on that news feed, you know, mm-hmm. and like you said, to your point, it's a similar thing, it can just pull you in. And then the people around you, you're supposed to be socializing with, you know, you're, you're on your phone. and And that's yeah. where it can create that Antisocial thing. And and I also think, so that's fruit number three, antisocial. Fruit number four, depression. Uh, Mm. I have seen this. Uh, People can become absorbed with what others think or how people respond to them and legitimately get depressed because of either shame operating in a public setting. Oh no, someone said this and I gotta go fix that quick. Or I didn't get enough likes. No one likes me. And shame when a lot of people don't applaud them publicly for their content. This, I think, is a phenomenon of our day, and it's damaging people greatly. Hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Something that I've always said, and you know, a lot of my friends don't like. You know, a lot of people <laughs> don't like hearing it, but I, I think that people with like the most attractive social media layouts, like all their photos are edited the same way, and they people with the most like the best looking. Social media accounts usually have like the worst looking lives, um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've just seen in my life so much. You see these people who on social media are exuberant and they're happy, um, but you you see them in person and they are they are a shell of what they're portraying on social media,
0: wow. and uh,
1: that's because it's just a facade, and they're they're owned by the numbers. They're depressed, and um, I've I've absolutely been there. I'm like on Vine. <laughs> you know, you have 85,000 followers and you post something and you're like, wow, that took a little too long to get a thousand likes. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, it, it just becomes all about every, Everything's relative. Nothing, nothing actually, <laughs> the threshold is, uh, ever increasing because you're like, okay, I have this many followers, so I should be getting this or last time I got this much. And it's just a great gateway to make yourself sad and depressed.
0: Wow. So good.
1: Um, and then a further issue with too uh, the social media is it it just absolutely creates massive irresponsibility, especially with time management. Um, you know, I'm thankful that Apple has, uh, and I think other other uh, platforms have too, come out with screen time for phones, basically say, "Hey, this is how long you've been on." But also, uh, it doesn't seem that <laughs> that kids care too much. Um, <laughs> I did a video on my. Uh, YouTube channel a while back talking about how much time this generation is going to spend on their phone. And like, so my screen time was two hours a day, which right off the bat, you might be like, whoa, two hours. And I'll just tell you right now, that is literally nothing compared to the rest of the world. So the average <laughs> is about like six to eight hours. Mm. And um, we were doing the math and these these kids were going to be spending an actual uh, over a decade looking at their phones, like a decade. Of oh just goodness. numbing yourself. And it is terrible. And I would say that it's absolutely irresponsible. If you look over, like, okay, I've been alive for 80 years at the end of your life. And then you just look at that timeline and see there's 10 years where you were looking down at your phone.
0: Mm. What wow. else would you have done? Wow. You know, let that sink in there, you know, and I think, you know, and I have that little time thing that I use with my youngest son now, um, screen sharing, I not know what's it called, screen time? Screen yeah. time, yeah. And so um, I will set it um, and, you know, it, it's hard sometimes as a parent, I think, because as a parent, you feel like, oh, you're being mean if you, you know, oh, you don't want to be that parent that causes rebellion because yada, yada. But, you know, um, I'll tell you what I've never regretted. Having boundaries and and we don't have boundaries if we don't keep them, and so we need boundaries and, and I just did an episode yesterday for the other podcast talking about our boundaries lie in pleasant places and it's good to be responsible with what god's given us you know and to use it well uh, so number six for me that I thought about was spiritual weak, spiritually weak. So Proverbs one thirty one says, "So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices." I couldn't help but pick this verse out because I was thinking, of course, devices there isn't talking about iPhones. But it's just so interesting that, you know, we do eat of the fruit of our way. What the choices we're making on a day-to-day basis will bear fruit in our lives. And so a decade on the phone is going to bear fruit. And so we need to be aware of that and and try to make changes if needed. And, And maybe you're listening today, you say, I don't got a problem at all. I'm just on 15 minutes a day, whatever. That's wonderful, but maybe you can help others who are getting caught into this trap. The habits we're forming with social media create a dependency on social media and on the devices or platforms that they are on, and that can be unhealthy. We become saturated with information that potentially does not grow us spiritually. Of course, we can choose the content and we can be disciplined in our use of social media, but we need to pay attention to the fruit from our participation in that social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that can go right into uh, number seven, which is uh, one of the fruits immaturity. Um, I mean, look at this generation, and uh, this is something I've I've talked to other friends about. But compare this generation to any other generation. Well, one, like, okay, we're kind of the dumbest generation yet um, because <laughs> we have we don't have to work for anything anymore. Mm. Like, if you compare it to people like. Thomas Jefferson or Martin Luther King, who if you asked them a question, they were educated and they, they had answers, real answers, because they'd studied. This generation googles everything. We don't. How much do we actually know compared to previous generations? But also the, the whole concept of immaturity with this generation. Um, well, the, the issue is they are they aren't living in reality because we're spending a decade on our phone over our, the period of our lives and um the things that shape you the things that mature you aren't happening on your phone the things that mature you and shape you are the things that are happening out in the real world when you're when you go out and and you meet people and and you have a uh, people break your heart and you have um an employer fire you or you get a promotion at work um or you get praise for what you're doing well at work this is what this is, that's the things those are the things that shape you and uh this generation is missing out on a lot of things that previous generations had and they are uh Swapping them out for the cheapest alternative.
0: Mm. Wow. When you just said that, you know, I'm thinking about the fact that this generation, you know, all of us living right now have the most knowledge ever available at our fingertips with Google, but we don't have knowledge or Mm -hmm. we don't have the wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied. And, you know, I use Google a lot. I mean, I, uh, I do my daily Bible time and I will look up scriptures and hunt for them. And, and so I'm grateful we have that capability, but it can become something that we aren't really ingesting. You know, we just are using knowledge, um, but not really applying it. And so y'all, this has been a great discussion and I have just, love talking with my son, and I know you're going to enjoy uh, this next episode next week. So yeah, there's a lot of ugly fruit out there, but we can learn to manage our social media habits. And my son has done a great job of this, which is why the Lord put on my heart that he needs to be on this these episodes. <laughs> so I've asked him to share a lot, and next week we're going to do the do's and don'ts of social media.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Me too. Can't wait. So thank you for being with me today to talk about this important subject, Daniel.
1: Absolutely. Um, So here to wrap this up, the raw truth is what we consume can consume us. The radical grace is bad fruit is a warning sign, uh, but it can become good fruit when we examine ourselves through scripture, something we can learn from. And the real hope is we can develop healthy habits to tame social media by the grace of God. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.